welcome to the Casual Anime Podcast for the 8th of February 2018. And this episode, we'll be covering uh, the Hunter Hunter Phantom Truth Arc. I'm your host, Frederick, and with me as usual is Kashko. Hello, hello, hello. Now, this arc, uh, I think, spans from episode 37 to about around 50, right? 58. 58, so far? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I think uh, the last one, uh, Gunman, they go to the auction man. Yeah, well, it kind of makes sense. Uh, it's about. It's a pretty long arc. 25 episodes per arc, that makes sense. Yep. <laughs> Give or take. Uh, so, I include uh, the Whale Island part in, in this arc. Do you consider it a part of this arc too? Well, it's a part of the build-up, at least. You get to meet... Uh... Yeah, because it's basically two episodes with a kind of a break. It's a breathing room, so... Uh, the audience that we're watching week from week don't have to live in constant fear that their char- main characters might die. Like, we give them we give them two episodes of respite, and then uh, we're, we're straight back into it. <laughs> Uh, so this yeah, I don't arc... think there's any uh, hoping that uh, the main characters are going to die, so... Well, they come pretty close at some points. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the Oreo could probably die at any point, but uh, he doesn't. Do you, do you uh, consider the Oreo a main character? I think he is a main character. I think they show right now that... The show doesn't really care about its main characters. Because especially yeah. in this arc, we don't follow the main characters the entire way. We don't follow Gon and Kilroy. They are not the most important important part of this arc. No, oh, and it's kind of great to uh, to build K- K- Kurapika up. So, I guess uh, he's kind of saying they're expendable, but... Uh... Uh, yeah. <laughs> we can come back to that. Um, as I was saying, uh, this arc is kind of weirdly structured. You have like this um, free act structure first that uh, culminates with uh, the Soldic's uh, fight against uh, Kurolo, and then we get some kind of a false pause where Rapika actually thinks the troop troop is dead and. We get two very slow episodes before um, the story picks up again. So we kind of get the prelude on the Whale Island, then we get the Act 1, which is Grafika learning then, finding a job. And in Act 2, uh, we get the entrance of the Phantom Troop, we get the capturing and killing of Uvo. And Act 3 is basically just the climax of that. And then we start again with kind of uh, the, uh, the, the reinvigorated hunt of the troop and the cat and mouse game for uh, of the negotiations before everyone just goes their separate ways with nothing really happening except a few casualties. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's unusual when we come from a Especially when we come from a tournament arc. Uh, 
what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, and I thought it was uh, it was very great to uh, to get something uh, out of uh, other than uh, Kilo and Gone. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think uh, I think uh, everything you know, that happens in this arc um, has been set up earlier because none of the, what happens in this arc could have happened if this anime wasn't already established as a good anime. They gave us the shonen treatment in the first episodes, and then they gave us the tournament arc. And now, when we're well and truly invested, they can throw all, out all of these curveballs with change of tempo, change of mood, change of uh, tone. Yeah, it, it shifted the tone of the story to something sinister and dark. Yes, uh, we see that very well. We go... Especially when we come from Whale Island, which is such a safe place. Then the music shifts, and the lighting shifts, and all these, uh, this very sad and trepid uh, city, which is controlled by the Mafia. So, yeah, we can come back to that. I think we're going to start at Whale Island. The Friendly Whale Island. Yes, and uh, the only thing that we've seen from Whale Island is that filler episode where Gon sends a letter home. Yeah, and the first one. Yes. So. Uh, but now they actually return. And yeah. uh, just like his father, Gon appears out of the blue. <laughs> yeah. Um, with a boy... Uh, with him, just like <laughs> Jin appeared all those years ago. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, you have any particular love for Mito-san? Yeah, she's great. Uh, she's taking care of a kid that isn't hers. Although she considers him hers. Yes, that's uh, pretty apparent. She basically uh, insisted on being the mother, or she basically told yeah, uh, told Jin to never come back again because uh, they they were gonna take care of Gon from now on. But uh, something is uh, amiss here. Uh, what age was Mito when she got Gon? Well, I think she wasn't really that in charge of him at that age because she was probably around 14 or something yeah 13 14 yeah i suspect i suspect uh it was a joint venture between uh, mito and uh, her grandmother yeah and, and that's the interesting the, uh... part too because Gon refers to her as aunt, but she isn't his aunt. She's, uh, she's probably his cousin, right? A Mito? Yeah, she has to be his cousin. Isn't Mito's king's cousin? Uh, well, Jin has to be, or the grandmother. No. She has to be Jin's niece, I think. 
I think that's how it works. Whoa. We're uh, getting... Uh... But it doesn't really matter. No, so. no, she, he's, 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 uh, it's the cousin. Because the grandmother is Mito's grandmother. Grandma too. And yeah, so they, has, they have to be cousins. Yeah. So their love is not... Oh, shut up. <laughs> because uh, Gon has only eyes for Killua. So yeah. that's probably dead in the water right there. And I don't know what Madhouse is doing because uh, Gon drops these uh, brilliant one-liners. It's like uh, Killua is uh, gauging Gon's reaction. They're sitting alone in the beach um, around, the, around the fire. And uh, Killua is kind of gauging Gon's reaction of how much Killua wants, no, how much Gon wants Killua there. And uh, Gon answers so honestly. He says, like, I think it's fun to be with you. And Killua blushes so hard. <laughs> and then yeah. Gon drops the line of the only other child my age here is a girl. So aren't you interested in girls, Gon? What are you hinting at? What is this? <laughs> what could it possibly mean? Yeah, I don't think uh, you should put something into that. Well, I think we should, because I'm going to send you something now. Because seconds later, this happens. I mean, what the fuck, Madhouse? Are you watching it right now? Yeah, if I can find it. Uh, it's on <laughs> Facebook, right? Um, yeah. we see Gon and Killua's silhouette going in for a kiss silhouetted Ooh. on the night sky I mean, could you be any <laughs> less subtle? <laughs> this is uh, interesting to say the least yeah we'll post that on Twitter yes uh, we can do that later um, yeah Another thing to mention is that uh, Mito actually heard the last parts of their conversation when uh, Gon or Killua asks him about his real mother and Gon says he doesn't care and he sees Mito as his mother and that's a really touching moment because uh, Apparently, the boys don't realize that Mito is right there. Yeah, and they can hear a, a needle fall from 200 yards, but they can sense Mito. Yeah. And they sure. should sense her too through other means. Like, uh... So there's a few explanations to this. So Maybe Mito knows uh, Setsu, but she can disguise her presence. I don't yeah. think that is true. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think that is true at all. Uh, that's pretty far-fetched. Uh, the boys could have pretended they didn't notice her. That would certainly cheapen uh, the moment. Um, or thirdly, they could uh, have felt so totally relaxed and safe that they let their guard down. Yeah, and I, I think that's the most uh, reasonable explanation. Yeah, I certainly hope so. Oh. 
So yeah, that was very, uh, very touching moment. And uh, I hope no information comes out later that ruins it for me. So. <laughs> yeah, no, don't think so. So upon his return, um, Gon can finally be proud of his hunter license. Until now, he hasn't hasn't used it at all, and he hasn't felt that it was legitimate because he felt that Hisoka helped him. So he has vowed never yeah. to use it before he paid back Hisoka, and now he's paid back Hisoka, and he can finally be proud of his license. Yeah, and Kilo helped him too by killing uh, Buduro. Uh, oh, wait. Who is Buduro? <laughs> it's the old guy. Oh, yeah. Well, Gon would have passed anyway, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, Gon uh, already he... passed, though. He had passed yeah, before... Yeah, yeah. Uh, before uh, yeah, the... Killua killed Buduro. <laughs> yeah, sure. But there was a moment there when, uh, when they felt he, he wouldn't take the hunter license. There was a moment where uh, is it Sato? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's so much happening here. Uh, we're, we're gonna have trouble yeah. keeping yeah. on track. Um, so basically, Whale Island is a conduit for them discovering Greed Island will be on sale on New York New Auctions. So it's basically a way to make sure that all of our main characters gather in York, York New. Yeah. And I don't think how they discover uh, what Greed Island is or all of that is very interesting. Um, I think the only yeah, interesting part is the message from Jin. And that Gon stops the message before uh, it reveals the identity of his mother. Yeah, and uh, have you read the manga for uh, uh, up to the latest date? Uh, I've read it sporadically. I saw uh, I saw um, Isoka fight um, Corollo. Yeah, uh, I don't know if uh, if there are some hints in the manga. Because I haven't read it. I'm waiting for uh, my issues to arrive. Uh, but uh, who do you think uh, Gon's mother is? Uh, we can speculate on that. It's going to be a long, uh, long I episode. I don't think so. it even will matter. Because I'm hmm. not completely up to date. I've only read it sporadically. Um, I don't think it matters. I think... Uh, Gone will go his own way. Yeah. If you had to guess. Uh, we'll probably have to be in the mitter, but there's very few female characters in Hunter x Hunter that we've seen. So, she would probably have had a cameo already if she was in this, or if she was relevant at all. So I yeah. don't think it's Biscuit, so uh, I don't know who else it could have been. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, uh, Ging said he likes uh, mus muscly women. <laughs> well, that's your guess too, is it? Yeah. Biscuit. 
It's a uh, chiddle. Oh. Because uh, gums sense of smell. Uh, well, that would maybe make sense, but I don't quite see it. No. But you know, there's some tension between them too, between Ging and uh, and Chidl. Oh, Jin basically is disliked by everyone. Yeah, but it's extra for them. So, or maybe it was her best friend. Yeah. Well, that would certainly be interesting, but uh, I don't think uh, that reveal is coming anytime soon. No. Yeah, we can move on. No, but actually, you reminded me of something. Um, you know Mito's uh, voice actor, actress? Yeah. Um, I think Mito's voice actor is the mother of Gon's voice actor in real life. So that's kind of interesting. <laughs> okay. Kaiko and Megumi Han. Uh, hmm. Yeah, that's... Where fitting. <laughs> yeah, that's not a coincidence though. They probably just ca cast the uh, cast. Uh, Megumi Han is gone, and then they asked uh, her mother, who was also a voice actress, if she wanted to do uh, Mito. And <laughs> that would be a funny coincidence. Yeah. Uh, but let's move up to the actual story. Um, boys leave Whale Island. I almost said Reed Island there. Um, well, you, you're and then forgetting we skip some to parts. The story of, uh, because, yeah, because we. Uh, yeah. Because um, Miluki, the Kilua's brother, they find the memory card for a game called Reed Island. And uh, Kilua calls his brother for uh, information. And um, and Miluka, he gives them the information that the auction for the game will take place in York New City. And then they say, we have uh, joint goals. But they were going to York New anyway, because they had, uh, they had planned to meet up. This yeah. just gives them an another reason to go there. Mm. Um, yeah, but I don't think anything that Gon and Killua does in the first part of this arc is of any importance at all. Because the first part of, part of this arc is only about Krapika, I think. I mean, do you think Gon and Killua's money-making schemes in, uh, in York New City is important at all? They don't get anywhere with it. They lose money, they win money. It's just basically oh. to keep them active. Yeah. Unt it's kind until of they run into uh, the group. It's basically to make uh, uh, to make it um, a natural uh, meeting between uh, Gon, Killua, and the group. Yeah. They have some funny moments. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, that's probably just a break from the tension of uh, how much pressure Kilua, no, uh, Krapika is under. Yeah. 
And what is this about all these Nen teachers that have to be so smug about it? It's like, uh, you went through exactly the same. Don't pretend you magically learned Nen all by yourself. It's like, haha, I know something you don't, so you have to embarrass yourself uh, so that I can show you the true potential of Nen. Yeah, and are these uh, <clears throat> Nen teachers, are they hired by the Yeah, they're appointed, they're appointed. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, you find it odd that Krapika mastered all of this in half a year? Well, he was very focused. He had one goal. And that goal made him strong. It's anger. Hatred. Yeah. I could see him do it. Because uh, Gon and Killua learned, I think they learned it in like a couple of days, right? Like a week. But they didn't yeah, but... learn that much, I think. They just learned no. the basics. And Kurapika uh, has two. Uh, two states. Yeah, well, he's basically a cheater. He's a specialist. Yeah, no, he's a specialist and a conjurer. No, but if you're a specialist, you have everything. Yeah, but when his when his eyes aren't red, he's not a specialist. Yeah, but that's so is so easily triggered that I don't see the <laughs> I don't see the problem. It's just no. Oh, eyes, and he's and he will uh, he'll be triggered for life. He is triggered for yeah. life. Um, yeah, but uh, I think he gets a little too wrapped up in his revenge. I think he forgets uh, what his main goal was. Hmm. And I think uh, Gon actually reminds him of this too. Uh, Gon says, or when they think the troop has been defeated, well, now you can actually focus on your main goal, which is, which was... Um, Gathering the ice. Yeah. But we see during uh, this arc that he is actually more focused on revenge than the actual eyes. And this creates a parallel of what happened to Gon later too. Yeah. When Gon becomes way too obsessed with uh, fighting Kito. Yeah, avenging uh, Kite. Because Gon kept telling himself that, oh, I have to rescue Kite. When it was actually all about fighting Pito. So that's kind of an interesting parallel we'll get to later. Yeah. In a month or two. Well, maybe. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think about uh, Krapika's enormous power surge? Well, at first, uh, I was uh, going like, oh, he's way too overpowered. Yeah, he is um, way too overpowered. But then again, he's only overpowered against uh, the Phantom Troop. He's useless else, or almost. Well, he is very smart, though. Yeah. Or that's basically what we are led to believe he is. Uh, I think Killua is actually smarter than him, though. Um, in most situations, 
And I think Gon is actually smarter than we give him credit for. Yeah, but he has a good instincts that make up for his lack of judgment. Well, Gon or... is just naive, I think, yeah. and lacks life experience. Um, yeah, but I think Krapika was uh, pretty adept at some kind of martial arts before uh, before he got all his new powers. So I think his uh, dexterity, his wits, and his um, yeah, his base, basic knowledge of uh, fighting really came in handy. And then he only he boosted his Nen skills incredibly, and then he became very powerful all at once. Yeah, and uh, have you seen the the movie for uh, the ice thing? No, because no. I don't really see it as canon. No, it's not canon, but uh, uh, I haven't seen it. But uh, maybe there's uh, like. Uh, Training and stuff. Yeah, young Krapika. <laughs> I heard that's the yeah, last thing girl. in the manga, young Krapika. Okay. Uh, I might be mistaken. I hear a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, after his training, uh, first he goes to an agency specializing in providing rich and famous people for uh, with bodyguards. And uh, he was there once before, before he had none. Yeah, but he but couldn't he, see. He didn't use Gyo or whatever it's called, so he couldn't see uh, the obvious the mon monster or. So he wasn't qualified. And uh, yeah. they don't want to recommend him because he's a rookie. So she has to find someone who uh, does trial-based hiring. Yeah. And so he that meets he can Melody. show his uh, qualification. Yeah. And he meets Melody after that. Yeah. And Outside. Uh, maybe we should just get this out of the way now. I think Melody is the only... Uh, Character worth mentioning in uh, the Nostrada <laughs> family. <laughs> well, you except have for Stala. Neon. Oshala, but. Squala? Squala. 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 I don't care about him. I don't care about any oh, of those he... guys. Expendable, oh. a lot of them. Yeah, but he had some moments. Well, perhaps. But, uh, but I, mean... I really enjoyed the, uh, him getting his head cut off. <laughs> I don't think uh, a lot of uh, effort was put, put into them. And nope. let's just get that out of the way, everything that annoys, annoys me with this arc. It's basically the bodyguards, and it's the um, shadow beasts. Well, of the shadow beasts? Or the shadow who, because we only see them for two episodes and they're never mentioned ever again. Yeah. And I'm... Um... <laughs> Or what's your opinion yeah. of the Shadow Beasts? <laughs> when I first watched the, the anime, uh, I, I, I don't know. I thought they were so uh, ridiculously uh, underpowered that uh, I didn't know what to make of the Phantom Troop. Yeah. Were well, the Phantom Troop weak or 
but later you find out that uh, yeah, Shadow Beasts were just morons. Well, I think anyone that would work for something so pathetic as the Mafia can't be that strong a hunter as themselves. I think the strongest hunters have their own goals they hunt for. Yeah. They go their own way. Um, so that's probably what limits uh, the Shadow Beasts. But they could probably have wiped the floor with Krapika, like, let's be honest. I think they're they were meant to be pretty powerful, but uh, not as powerful as uh, the Phantom Troop. Or just Uguin. Yeah, well, we'll later... Kill them all. Oh, well, actually, who do you think is the strongest in the Phantom Troop? Well, Krollo is obviously the strongest, but... Uh... Yeah, Machi. <laughs> well, be serious now. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's Phaeton. Yeah, it's probably Phaeton. Um, or maybe Bonolev. Bonolonev. Well, I don't think so. No. Well, maybe. I think it's probably well, Phaeton or Finks. Um, and then Hisoka may, might be as powerful as them, but he probably isn't. But he probably thinks he is. So therefore. He will be. He are. <laughs> okay. Some uh, knowledge. Well, he so kind of cares about the power of the one he's fighting. Basically, he's a lot weaker than Krollo, but he believes he can win. So that's probably what gives him the chance in the first place. Yeah, and and what's so great is. Uh... It's, you know, you have uh, so many different skills, so many different things they can do that one guy can win against one, but can't win against the one that beats that one. Yeah, and I think this is where um, uh, this show differentiates from... From Shonen. A lot of Fresh. Shonen. Or actually... Naruto did this well in the first parts of the series. For example, in the Junin exam or whatever it's called. Because they have clear defined strengths and weaknesses. And then you have to find a way to win based on them. Yeah. And if you you have no um, no win conditions, you have to create your own. So basically, that's probably why people like Shikamaru, because he finds his own winged conditions, because, uh, because he's smart. I don't particularly like him, but that's an interesting part of the story. Um, so basically, we know Krapika's powers. We know Uvugin's powers, because uh, Hisoka sold him out. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Krapika wouldn't have won if uh, Hisoka hadn't sold Uvugin uh, out. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and Hisoka knew four people. He knew eight skills. people, I think, or something. But he only told uh, Krapika about Uvogin. Yeah, but uh, later he gives uh, Krapika all their skills. Didn't mm, he? No, he only gives away one skill. He would probably have given okay. more later, but they only meet two times. Yeah. Um. So, well, you basically know 
Kropika's win conditions and you know Uvogin's win conditions. And then they change it up because Vogin is so used to fighting that he thinks he's figured out uh, Krapika's strengths and he's figured out uh, the how the chains work. Then they turn it on on its head by Krapika being uh, a specialist, and that's uh, Vogin's downfall. Yeah. And um, where do you rate this fight? Well, it's not a very interesting fight um, visually because Grappica cheats. <laughs> I think yeah. um, I think Seno and Silva versus Crawler uh, no, no. is much more interesting. Um, and I think the interest, most interesting scenes in this anime aren't actually the fights, it's the massacres. <laughs> I, hate to, I hate to say it that way, but it's, I think it's the massacres. Yeah. They're killing a lot of people. Yeah, it's not about the money, it's about sending a message. Yeah. Well, actually it was a lot about the money. No. Crawler just wants to have the items and then he well, sells them off. Money being a metaphor for items. Yeah. So, uh, when you first saw the troop, do you, did you think, well, these guys are pieces of shit that can never be. They could never be the good guys? Or like, you could never root for them? Um. I think this is the greatest uh, villain group since uh, Akatsuki. <laughs> well, Akatsuki turns out turned out to be the gimpest uh, little group that never <laughs> existed. But yeah, sure, go ahead. Yeah, I really enjoyed uh, all the characters um, and how vast uh, and different they are. Yeah, and I think. I think um, there's this point where uh, you realize, uh, well, they're just like uh, they're just like us. Basically, when um, when they cry for Uvogin, when uh, Nobunaga gets real emotional about losing his friend, but that yeah. basically just pisses off Gon because, well. Um, what he doesn't understand why um, they can weep for him when they just murdered a whole bunch of nameless people. Yeah. But I think it's basically the tune of Hunter uh, Hunter. Strong people only respect strength. You see this with uh, Jin, you see this with uh, Isoka, you see this with uh, Netro himself. Yeah. Nameless people, they don't care. I think Gon is being. This is actually one of the rare cases where Gon actually judges people. Usually, he doesn't judge. He looks at them because he never judged Killua for being an assassin. Well, he didn't want uh, 
He didn't want Killua to, to keep killing, kill. but uh, yeah. and he didn't want Krapika to keep killing or to kill either, but because yeah, and he probably wanted saved, them to stay uh, the same. That's what saves gone later in uh, in the auction when they counter Phaeton and uh, Finks. Oh, you mean uh, in the next arc? Because that's actually yeah. the next arc. Yeah, okay. But that's yeah, a very sure. comical moment when <laughs> they're going yeah. to bid for Greed Island and Phaeton and Finks are casually <laughs> sitting in the same row. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting way ahead. We're jumping for uh, back and forth, so. Well, it's a reference, so. Uh... Yeah. So we've been going on for quite a while. Should we take a break? Yeah, we'll take a five minute break. Yeah. We'll be right back. Mentioning the Haiku guy and how his six pack looks like it's been stitched together by uh, his chest hair. And has this weird uh, handlebar <laughs> thing and there's kind of a bun on top of his head. And I don't see why every one of those needed their own two minute segment of introduction where they show them being badass because. They died in a second, I think. Yeah, and you could easily dedicate more time to building up the spiders or the spider spider members instead yeah. of uh, wasting it on uh, trash characters. Well, the spiders have been teased for quite some while. They were in yeah. the OP and ED, I think, from, from the pre previous arc. Yeah, and Mochi was uh, in the previous arc too. And Hisoka course but he's not a spider actually no he just pretends to be a spider so let's talk about uh, the spider dynamics um do you think it creates a weird uh, kind of a mood inside the troop when you just have to accept that new members can come in uh, and yeah kill, they can just they basically kill, the... kill someone and then they're a member 
well, there's bound to be someone that's uh, a friend with one of the other members that gets killed. Like, uh, Kuropika could be a spider because he killed Uguin. Yeah, and Machi basically hints to this because she says, well, the boss says capture him alive. So, why does he want him alive? Does he want to ask him to become a spider? Is that it? Well, they probably want to season the system, uh, <laughs> torture him, basically. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe they want the last pair of eyes to complete the set. Ooh. That probably uh, increased the value of those eyes. Yeah, but anyway, um, apart from Isoka, this group actually seems pretty tight, tightly knit, though, right? Yeah, There's I think five, banter. There's a five lot of... or six are original members. Yeah, and everyone seems to be like getting along. I know, like Franklin, Novogian, Nobunaga keeps fighting, but that's just friendly fighting. It's like it's like Gon and Killua fighting. Yeah, and they they aren't allowed to fight. They have uh, armless arm wrestling matches. Yeah, they aren't allowed to fight seriously, at least. Yeah. And all disputes have to be settled by a coin toss. Yeah. Which and is everyone kinda... seems perfectly well... cool with this. And none of them seem to have aspirations of taking over leadership. No, and, and it's because Crollo uh, is so... Calm, collected, and smart. Yeah, and he has an enormous charisma too. Um, yeah. So that's what's interesting about Crollo. I think with Crollo, I think less is more. I think we follow that principle because we don't actually know a lot about Crollo at all. No. Or what we learn yeah. from him is what we don't see. So yeah, you want to give me your um... take on Crollo? <laughs> yeah, it's he's the uh, best guy. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, my take on Crollo is... Uh, well, it's kind of like you say, less is more. Uh, we get to know he's, uh, he's, uh, he's a specialist. He can steal other people's power. Yeah, and, and store it in a book. As we also know, powers like that come with a lot of um, restrictions. Yeah. That's basically the entirety of this arc. It's restriction and pledge. It's like uh, and it's to gain a lot five... of power, you have to instruct a lot of rules on yourself. Yeah, and that's what rules, uh, yeah. uh, Seno so perfectly dissects. If I keep attacking... He can't uh, fulfill his uh, requirements to steal my abilities. Uh, but let's basically just go down to the raw meat of things. He has uh, these perfect abs, and he wears like uh, crosses all over. Yeah, and his coat is uh, long and has a giant uh, St. Peter's cross on it. Yeah, and 
Uh, he has this kind of, uh, I think he has some weird fetish for Jesus because he basically says Judas was not a traitor. <laughs> so that basically helps Hisoka when, uh, <laughs> when Hisoka stirs the pot by uh, faking his fortune and saying that he sold them all out. Like, well, Judas wasn't actually the traitor. So Hisoka is still on our side. Well, no. <laughs> of course he's not. <laughs> I think you're being naive. I think Hisoka's yeah. intentions were clear all along. Yeah, and I think it trusts his uh, members very much. But uh, I can't imagine how... why he would trust Hisoka. I don't think he trusts Hisoka to that degree. I think uh, he knows Hisoka wants to fight him. But he's always accompanied by two uh, members, so Hisoka has no chance to fight him before now. Yeah. Uh, but what is interesting is that Hisoka gives up uh, Uvo. And I would have think, thought that Hisoka would have been dying to fight Uvo. Like, he yeah. always likes to have the most amount of toys. That's why he looks so hungrily at Gon and Killua. Yeah, but maybe it was uh, his eyes were on the prize, as you say. Yeah, he wanted maybe. a big fish. I would have thought Uvo was a pretty big fish, though. Yeah, but you don't come by people of Krollo's uh, stature that often. I don't know how you rank them, but uh, uh, I mean, he's, uh, he's top ten in uh, uh, strongest characters. I think what is revealing is that Seno uh, no. says uh, if they fought one on one, he would probably still win. If uh, unless Crollo was actually trying to kill him and not take yeah. his powers, it's like. And I consider Seno one of the strongest characters in uh, Hunter Hunter. Yeah. And that's... But Silva has fought him before. Uh, no, he's fought a troop member and killed him. He's fought okay. one of the troop and killed that person. But he has seen Krollo before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've... all of the strongest characters know about each other in some form. Yeah. And I think it's kind of a mutual respect everywhere. It's like, well, we could... We could root out this family of assassins, but we don't want to. We're the hunter society. We let we <laughs> let criminals join. Yeah. Uh, and you know, as in the Crollo versus Seno and Silva, uh, Seno was uh, was risking his life at the end when he uh, catches Crollo and uh, pins him to the floor. Well, or the was wall. he really? <laughs> yeah. I think he basically considered that they would have no chance to kill him unless they risked dying themselves. Yeah. But I don't think, because none of them died from that punch. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we should probably touch on the consequences of that fight because it's stopped prematurely. Yeah. Illumi calls Silva and uh, tells him they have uh, executed uh, Krollo's order. Because yeah. Krollo ordered Illumi and uh, 
Kaluto. Well, they basically put out a hit on uh, the tendons. The tendons, and I don't know. It's probably not decided who takes what job in uh, the Soldic family. They probably just sent the best people for the job. So they sent um, they sent Seno and Silva after the biggest threat, and then they sent Illumi after the Dons because they needed him to control them afterwards. Yeah, and of and, course uh, the dons are so easily killed. So um, basically, the contract is gone, and Zeno and Silver can just leave. Yeah, and Zeno says something uh, before this to uh, hundred uh, or so mafia members that they, even if he was uh, this old, he could kill them in seven seconds, and the ones that are attacking the building can do the same. So they should just shut up and wait there. Uh, you think Zeno actually enjoys killing? Because I don't think yeah. he does. Oh, uh, I do. think he does. Yeah. I Why think else he enjoys he... fighting. Because he basically says, you're not worth... Uh, or this job wasn't worth the cost. So if he would, was like Hisoka, he would have fought... Crawlo anyway, because it would have been fun. But he refuses to do anything he's not paid for. Yeah. And for for a man who goes around with uh, the message one kill a day on his clothes, <laughs> that seems kind of weird. Yeah. Maybe he had killed one that day. <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah. <laughs> but this basically speaks to uh, Crawlo's mind. He is a masterful planner. And he has great insights into people's way of thinking. So he basically predicted everything that happened to happen. Yeah. But I don't know why he decided they should fake their own deaths. Maybe it would be easier to steal all the merchandise that way. Yeah, and it was easier to escape if... Uh... Well, I don't think they need it. To do no, anything. but you know, if, if the ten dons had hired, uh, yeah, no, they had hired Seno uh, and uh, Silva, but the rest of them were pretty terrible. Well, except Kropika. Yeah, but Seno uh, <laughs> even says it uh, uh, to the one assassin guy: "If you." Uh, if you need me to kill someone, I will give you a 30% uh, percent, uh, discount. <laughs> it was kind of disrespectful. Yeah, but we see them getting slaughtered one by one. I think not a single one of those um, hired assassins survive. No, only Kurapika. And one of them even gives us the backdrop for one of the most magnificent, ah, magnificent scenes up till this point. Uh, when Crawlo plays the Phantom Requiem or whatever to honor Uvogin's death. Yeah. He tells the troop <laughs> to go absolutely crazy. And then they just end up slaughtering the entire uh, mafia population of the city to the tune of Mozart's um, something or other. Do you remember the music? No. I think it's Mozart. It's... Uh... 
Um, Lacrimosa, I think it is. And then it goes on to Hunter Hunter's original soundtrack called Riot or something. Yeah. I think that's very important to point out because of all the all the characters who have their moments in this anime. Um, the more important, the more epic the music is. And uh, guess who gets the most epic music in this arc? Well, it's basically the troop and the Zoldix when they enter the scene. And they, it's ha the they have basically moment. this uh, boxing intro where they come in and <laughs> lights blazing and music's playing. Yeah. And his name is John Cena, uh, basically. <laughs> and Krafika gets one of these moments too, so basically telling us that uh, the troop is the shit. And if you should listen to one soundtrack from uh, from the anime, you should go to the 1999 one and listen to Kurapika's team because that's so much better than the one in the 2011. I'll take your word for it. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, we should probably mention Crollo's plan, too. Because his plan was basically just to steal everything, cause chaos, and then disperse. But his plans changes when uh, he learns of uh, Neon's power. Yeah. Ghostwriter, so or yeah, so he has to steal it. So, what do you think about the the predictions he makes? Well, they're quite long. <laughs> well, he basically and predicts seemed... that half of the troop will die, which if they stay in the yeah, but York that... they do stay in Yorknu, but none of what he predicts comes to pass except Pakunada dying. Uh, so do you think Pakunada did the right choice? Is she a traitor or is she a hero to the spiders? Well, she's a hero to the spiders. She tells them of the chain user and uh, and uh, what Gon and Kilwa did. Because uh, she was badly injured when she was making the trade with uh, Kurapika. Well, that's so they basically could the end result. But... Yeah. Um, Corollo's orders were, were crystal clear. The head is not important. Get a new head and continue the survival of the spiders. Yeah, and but, uh... that was his... Um, that was how he, he perceived it too, because he had no fear of uh, when he was captured. Because he thought, yeah. well, this doesn't matter. They will move on. Or this this and, uh, wasn't mentioned in my fortune either, so either this doesn't matter or the spider will move on. Yeah. And Melody can hear his heart rate, so she knows his, uh, he has no fear of dying. But do you think he genuinely cares about uh, his members? Yeah. At least the original ones. 
Because why else would he start a spider? They well, were just lonely people in the museum. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I think you're right, though. But I'm just. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just testing your theory, um, because we see him cry for uh, for Uvugin, and he yeah. also believes that believes in an afterlife and hopes uh, Uvugin sees his uh, funeral song and his last hurrah. Um, and he doesn't. The important part is that he doesn't cry in front of the troop, because if he cried in front of the troop, that could have been perceived as. Uh, like fake weakness. tears, no. Yeah, weakness. Well, no, I don't think, because no, Nobunaga openly cried in front of the troop, and he didn't care. Yeah, but he was his best friend and drinking partner, and it made more sense for him to cry than Crollo. Yeah, uh, if he sees them as part so... of his body, I think he would, he would weep for everyone. Yeah. I think he's that uh, dedicated. <laughs> uh, yeah, so maybe we should jump back to Gon and Killua. Because everything Krapika does makes life infinitely more difficult for Gon and Killua. Now the troop are on edge. Um, now they know they're being stalked. So basically, Gon uh, and Kilowa get wrecked because uh, the troop is on high alert. <laughs> yeah. And Krapika not answering their calls. So everything is Krapika's fault, basically. Yeah. Uh, do you think Gon uh, and Kilowa could ever have joined the troop? Uh, if you after the, the but no they don't enjoy killing innocent people or well, you don't have innocent, to kill but... innocent people I think I think the most important uh, interesting part of uh, the Requiem is that Tisoka is standing on a roof just watching and he doesn't look pleased at all he looks a little miffed he's just watching everyone else going totally crazy and he's, he's just watching yeah, but that's because he can't fight Crollo. Yes. <laughs> well, I would have thought he would have appreciated this moment to go absolutely crazy himself, but uh, apparently his bloodlust only applies to strong targets. Yeah, not probably. weak. Um. Yeah, it was kind of the same in the in the. Samark, wasn't it? Uh, he had uh, no no reason for killing uh, the weak ones. Well, he basically kills everyone that challenges him or thinks they're yeah. better than they are. Yeah. So basically, the one who bumps into him, um, the fake examiner, the people that were gonna, they were am. They tried to ambush him. And uh, and while we're on the topic, uh, when Hisoka kills those people, you don't see any blood. 
or uh, graphic violence. You know, when he uh, takes the arms off the guy. They're just some stardust or... Um, yeah, but we do see blood later though. Yeah, and we see and... Soka bleeding too. Yeah, and this is what shifts the tone in uh, in the Phantom Troop arc. You know, when uh, Worm uh, gets oh, his yes. hands slithered off or... Uh, yeah, this is, is actually because... pretty gross. Uh... And is it because uh, it's more easier to show violence to someone not human than... Um, no, I don't think so. Basically, Franklin and um, I almost called him Levi, Levi there, uh, Captain Levi, Phaethon, uh, <laughs> uh, walk on stage and they just gun down everyone. And there are some kind of important characters in that, that room. Um, and you just see the, the pools of blood just seeping all over. There's basically gallons and gallons of blood in that room now. Yeah. And you see uh, one of the female bodyguards uh, manage to leave the room. But then she's just uh, smacked over the head by this vacuum cleaner by uh, Shizuku or whatever. Yeah, Shizuku. Yeah. In the most brutally uh, domestic violent manner. <laughs> <laughs> Basically just crushing her skull and then being sucked up in her vacuum cleaner and it's... I think they're. I don't think they're uh, very squeamish about showing violence to no. humans. And uh, when Shizuku uh, drains, uh, no, sucks up all the bodies. That's a quite nice gif. Yeah, that vacuum cleaner is way too cute. I don't know why. And it's kind of similar uh, power to Owl, is it? Yeah. And that's mentioned too, but Owl doesn't turn out to be very important either. No. Just a useless shadow beast. So, um... Gone and Killua inside the, the hunter's. No, not. Oh god, no. Um, inside the troop's lair. Uh, Gone is stupid as usual and exclaims when he sees Hisoka, and that's a get dead giveaway. But luckily, uh, he saw Shizuku earlier in that day, so. They managed to explain it away. Um, and Shizuku actually loses the hand wrestling match against Gon. Yeah. So we know the boys are getting stronger. Yeah, but it was a weak hand. Yeah, but and Shizuku isn't that strong. I think that's an interesting part about the troop too. They don't recruit the strongest to recruit the widest abilities or the strongest abilities, not the strongest physically. And you know, uh, her ability is very nice to have for a stealing squad. To suck up the bodies, to uh, steal the goods. Yeah, um, absolutely. So. But I think it just shows that uh, the boys are getting 
kinda strong because Gom beats uh, Nobunaga later too when he gets angry. Yeah. And I think Gon is catching up to Killua too, um, little by little. Yeah. And it's uh, quite interesting uh, when they're captured and uh, in the room with uh, Nobunaga. Nobunaga, yeah. Oh yeah, but I think Nobunaga is used for uh, comical relief quite a lot. I think I feel a, I'm a little sorry for him because I don't think he's that incompetent, really. Oh. But do you think uh, Isoka could have uh, done anything if they decided they needed to kill them? No, there were too many. Well, do you think he would have risked it, though? I think he would have risked it. Yeah, if they were killing Gon. I think he probably Maybe. would have uh, gone for it. <laughs> No pun intended. Um, <laughs> and also, interesting enough, um, Isoka switches places with Illumi later. And I don't think Illumi would have stood for them killing Killua, so uh, that could have been an interesting situation too. Yeah. You think he would just, have just called the rest of his family and they would have descended on uh, the lair and. It would have been the end of the story right there and then. Yeah, I think uh, Silva, Seno, and uh, Illumi would have crushed the uh, Phantom Troop without Crollo. Uh, well, maybe. I don't see Illumi as that strong. Or. We see later that Hisoka. Ranks him as 98% or something. I don't know. Hmm. So he's probably very strong, but I think Killua will turn out a lot stronger. Yeah, because Killua is. Uh, yeah, once in a. Yeah, he's the, he's the prodigy of his generation, generation yeah. I think. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And that's why his brother is so jealous of him, and uh, the fat brother. Yeah. And that's why Illumi tries to control him. Well, if Miluki was, uh, if he had left his house and started training, maybe he would uh, try to catch up. But uh... well, he has no problem killing apparently because yeah, and he also tells Sino that uh, he has found a new way to kill, uh, make a mosquito suck uh, blood from a human and then it explodes. Yeah, um, anything to not actually have to, having to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, we're probably forgetting a lot. A lot. you have anything you want to touch on? Because... While I try to make sense of, uh... well, the uh, Crollo versus Hisoka fight at the end. Oh, yeah, spoiler! It is it is no fight because Crollo lost his powers or his nan ability. Yeah. Because Kurapika placed a unbreakable. Wow. Oh, no, this is Kurapika oh. just being uh, way too stupid again. Yeah. 
He basically thinks that he is the authority on everything and there is no way anyone can remove his Nen without him knowing. <laughs> well, of course there is. Yeah. So, this is one of the weaknesses of Grafica. Yeah. And it basically... Well, and you have to... Uh, you, the writer... Uh... He had to do it this way because Crollo plays a major part later, and it gives the Phantom Troop uh, reason for going into the Greed Island game to find. Yeah, but they already knew this though because they knew a Crollo's um, fortune. Yeah. So they might have figured it out anyway without uh, Isoka having to act like a middleman. Yeah, and he couldn't talk to uh, any members of the troop. Yeah, so that's why they have Isoka there. Um, yeah. He just rips off the flesh with the spider tattoo on. Or is it paper? It's probably paper some kind flesh. of bung bungee gun thing. I don't know. Um, but how, do you f how did you feel about this kind of uh, storytelling where... It's basically a lot of cats and mouse. There's no big confrontation between Grafika and the troop, except for Uvo. And at the very end. There's basically in the troop trying to figure out Grafika's identity. And yeah, as careful was... as Grafika is, they actually find it out pretty easily, because the troop is so talented. Yeah. Well, it was qu quite interesting uh, storytelling. Uh, it has been done before, so yeah. Oh, and this arc also gives nods to the Krafika is female uh, fairies. <laughs> and I don't know if we should entertain them, but... Uh... I think he's mistaken for a girl pretty often. Yeah. And then he does the, the same to Melody. He's like, oh, you. And he says, prob I think he says the male pronoun. I'm like, I'm a girl. <laughs> and basically, he dresses like a girl when he captures uh, Krollo, too. Yeah. And also, he uses Watashi, which, well, you can use Watashi if you're a boy, but it's pretty unusual. Usually use Boko or Ore or something. Yeah. I'm not so uh, well uh, renowned in uh, Japanese, so. I have to. I think it's some kind of grander subversion in this arc, and it starts in this arc and it resurfaces later. Because. It's about what we have to become to stop the troop, the bombers, the chimera ants later. You have to throw aside your values. You have to you get the hands started. You can't no longer retain your humanity if you want to win. Yeah. That's basically what it means. And Krapika barely manages that when Gon and Killua stops him from killing. Well, he does kill Uvo, but I don't think that counts. Um, 
Well, it doesn't help because Krapika goes, uh, goes, uh, because Krapika becomes too focused on it uh, later anyway, we learn. Yeah. And uh, I think actually this is the biggest weakness of the troop too, comes into fruition here, that they always fight alone. It's like, and you see this, uh, especially when Ugovin is fighting uh, the Shadow Beasts. They're just sitting there playing cards, yeah. entertaining themselves. Even, uh, but uh, Ugovin especially says. But the Shadow Beasts were weak, help. though, so. Um, yeah. I think uh, the most telling part is when. Um, during. Uh, when they drive out the spiders from Meteor City. Um, they basically just say, or Kaluto, I think, says, shouldn't we help him? And then the rest of them says, no, if he dies, it will be my turn. And then it will be your turn. And we'll all take turns. Yeah, but that's, that's strange, because they always, act in, they always act in groups. They never... Uh, Krollo never sends them out alone when, when, they have, when they're all together. No, but wasn't it a special condition? Because they were, uh, they were betting each other. Uh, how or who got there first? They got to fight him first, or yeah, but they wouldn't have interfered anyway. I think yeah. they always fight one on one, or or one b ten or whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever the number is. So this is basically where morals die. I think because there's no there's no returning from this arc. It's, it will only gets darker from here or the next dark isn't actually that dark but I don't think we can ever return to how it was <clears throat> no I mean I don't no. think Golden and Killua's friendship are, would have been the same after the Chimera Antarch I think it needs a little work before it could go back to how it was. Oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah, Gon basically tells Killua he doesn't need him. Yeah. He makes Killua cry. I mean, <laughs> what a terrible friend. Yeah, maybe. But I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, yeah. Is there anything else? Yeah, probably lots of things we have missed, and uh, probably half the things we have said yeah, make sense. Uh, my English is crazy, so yeah, sorry about that. I think we've basically covered uh, everything I wanted to cover. Um. There's probably some few tidbits about the auction itself. Because ultimately, the troop succeeds, they steal everything. Um, and then they disperse. You think... Uh, 
Did you ever think that Gon and Killua would be able to procure 8 billion yen? Or... Yeah. <laughs> you don't think so? No. Not with uh, Leorio helping. Leorio is basically useless. He has these big schemes, but none of them work. What did it cost to uh, to challenge... Uh, was it 150,000 jenny to challenge uh, Gon to... Uh... Was it that Armor. much? I thought it was much less. Because... Fifteen. I remember fifteen or hundred and fifty. Because the point wasn't to make the money. The point was to spread the word. Yeah. And then they got invited into this uh, underground uh, mafia-owned uh, arm wrestling ring. But mm -hmm. be before they could compete there and actually make some money, uh, the mafia put out the hit on the troop and offered one billion. Jenny for their heads. So yeah. basically, uh, that reward was why they changed gears. Yeah. And I don't know why they kept pursuing the troop. Maybe it was to help Kropika because Kiloa says it nicely. He says, Well, we have no chance. It when they see uh, Nobunaga and Machi sitting at a restaurant, it's like, you could imagine two Hisoka sitting there. We, we don't have any chance. <laughs> no, but... Uh, and so, they were just inevitably, they're followed. Where they the, fall into the trap because of Kropika putting I them on the I think that the main reason they were following to get the, the headquarters or see where they went and then trying to catch one of them alone, maybe. When they... Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but anyway, we could probably end it there. It's been uh, it's been a long episode. Yeah. Uh, the next arc is Greed Island. I know we've talked a lot about it, but there's more to come. Yeah, stay tuned. Uh, if you like what we do and want to, yeah, send us a message or something on. We have a Twitter account, SoundCloud account, uh, Casual Anime Pod. Just uh, reach out to us if you. Yeah. <laughs> if you feel like it, you don't have to. Okay. No. Goodbye.